Hello and welcome to another episode of Vipers Voices, the podcast from the Desert Vipers, a side playing in the DP World ILT20 in the UAE. And in this episode, we speak with Vipers spin bowling coach Carl Crow. Carl's role is to work with the slow bowling talent within the franchise and in a fascinating interview, he allows a peek behind the curtain at how he goes about his job, including his interactions with Wanindu Hasaranga, the Sri Lanka wrist spinner who was one of the few slow bowlers to enjoy concerted success in the first edition of the ILT20. This chat is a great insight into the world of elite level coaching and it's well worth your time, so let's get cracking. After the first edition of the ILT20, Carl returned to his roles on the coaching staff at Lancashire County Cricket Club and the Manchester Originals in the 100. And he says that during the summer in the UK, there's been a real buzz around the county circuit about the Vipers' recruitment for the new season, including headline signings Shaheen Shah Afridi, Shadab Khan and Azam Khan. No, no, I'm really excited, but it's amazing how many people raise an eyebrow at the quality that we have and everyone's already talking about us already and obviously that comes with expectation of performance but you know it's, it's nice that people are always looking at us and thinking what a strong side they are. Spin didn't play a significant role across the tournament in season one with only one spinner the Vipers own Winindu Hasaranga reaching double figures in the wicket-taking column. Carl says that Hasaranga's success in conditions that weren't all that spin-friendly was no surprise to him, and he's backed Shadab to have a similar impact alongside the Sri Lankan when the action gets underway again in January. Whilst the wicket didn't necessarily spin lots in this first year of the tournament, if you're a high-quality bowler with elite skill levels, you're able to adapt and still be very effective, and Hasaranga proved that, and everything I've seen about Shadab over the years in different tournaments, different you know, different conditions, he's still very, very effective, whether it's a inverted commas, spin friendly wicket or not. You know, excellent pace, great control, as I mentioned, the ability to spin the ball both ways. And um, yeah, really, really excited. And again, similar to Hasaranga, really a fantastic all round quick too. Bats really well as an outstanding fielder. So really, really excited that we have both of them on board. And you know, I'm, I'm no doubt we'll be giving my two bats and some sleep tonight. And Carl is unequivocal in his views about whether Shadab and Hasaranga can be accommodated in the same lineup. I'll definitely be in the head coach's and captain's ear. <laughs> to talk about that 100%. I mean, if you've got real, real quality spin the ball both ways, if you've got one, why wouldn't you have two? You know, they can bowl from either end, they can, they can complement each other absolutely because there are different styles, different paces and you know, perhaps even different trajectories. But, but even, you know, as I mentioned before, they're both high, high quality. If you've got two guys doing that, you know, it just complements that bowling attack so well and it gives the captain lots of options of what to, what to bowl when. And so there's of the option, you know, if you've got two that are quality options to bowl in the power play as well. So. Yeah, I, I, I would well expect us to wherever possible uh, came together. Carl even gives an insight into what a coach at this elite level does, especially alongside a bowler like Wanindu Hasaranga, an experienced international who knows his game extremely well. I think it's anything really, you know, it doesn't mean there weren't, there weren't one or two technical things we might have discussed over the four weeks. Uh, we discussed one new delivery um, during the competition, which he seems to quite like and actually bowled a couple of times quite successfully. That's Desert Vipers spin bowling coach Carl Crow, 
and he's up next here on Vipers Voices. Carl, thanks very much for joining us. Now, in Season 1 of the DP World ILT20, there were nine bowlers who took ten wickets or more, but there was only one spinner in that group, and that was Manindu Hasaranga of the Desert Vipers. He took 15 in nine matches. Did it surprise you, the impact, or, or perhaps more appropriately, the lack of impact that spinners had in the tournament? I think potentially, yes. Obviously, T20... We all know when it originally started, there was a concern about how spinners would fare in the game. And we know since then, spinners have pretty much dominated um, economy rates and, and wicket-taking throughout most tournaments. It's gonna, not always going to happen in every tournament. So, yeah, I mean, that's it's not quite normal. But obviously, we're delighted to have Asaranga. Uh, I think he might have finished third in the in the wicket-takers. And so, yeah, we're delighted, obviously, to have him in our side and perform so brilliantly throughout the whole tournament for us. But, yeah, I, w- I would imagine... Season two, I'd imagine to see more spinners um, higher up the list, I'd have thought. Now, conditions overall in the tournament, would you say the pitch is tired as the tournament went on? Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Obviously, the start of the tournament, even leading up to it, it perhaps wasn't as hot as people who aren't always in Dubai would probably expect. You know, people that go for, some of you in the UK go pre-season training, for example, um, the temperatures are pretty warm and it was, it was a bit cooler right at the start of January we even had some some rain effective training sessions so the pitches probably would as you'd expect maybe weren't quite as conducive to spin but as the tournament went on definitely to get and that happens in most tournaments really wickets tend to get more tired because they use so much uh, and that particularly when you see spinners come into their own towards the end of tournaments and obviously with Hataranga we definitely saw that and dew or, or the lack of it uh, that was an issue as well I guess wasn't it yeah I mean you know it, yeah you probably would expect perhaps a bit more of it but you know you're also going to be very prepared to adapt whatever's in front of you um, and we obviously talked about that quite a lot you know in preparation for each game swing as well we had james foster on uh, a vipers voices uh, podcast recently and he was saying that the big thing that surprised him about the tournament was the fact that the ball swung a lot more than he and i think a lot of other people were expecting yeah i mean there's a few theories for that people talked about Perhaps the ball was double lacquered and obviously there's a smart ball, so whether that was that played a factor. It definitely seemed to swing a little bit more. And actually balls in the UK seem to have swung a bit more this year as well. So whether there's a different style of ball, I don't know. Whether it's just a natural variation, some balls are going to swing more than others. But yeah, so, I mean, certainly that's something we're looking to discuss and prepare for again this year. As the Desert Vipers spin bowling coach, you had the opportunity to work with Winindu Hasaranga. You worked with him throughout the tournament. What were your impressions? Were there any surprises there? Well, obviously, you know, I've done quite a bit of research around him. Maybe I had worked with him before this, this most recent tournament. So I watched a lot of even just YouTube clips and watched a lot of his bowling. And in the first two or three sessions we, in, during training, you know, you take the mitt to him and you see, you try and watch very closely his release and, you know, his deliveries and variations. And such an impressive bowling. And obviously, you know, don't reach the heights he's reached unless you've got some significant skill set. Um, which he obviously has. I think particularly his googly is a brilliant ball, um, very well disguised. And if you look at, you know, even in the most recent tournament, he was playing in the Sri Lankan Premier League, bamboozled lots of, even the domestic cricketers, he bowls out a lot with his googly. It's a high level of skill. I think also the control of, of where he wants the ball to go is, is very impressive. You know, obviously we talk a lot before the game in terms of preparation and planning for each batter. But equally as well, you know, my, my view is you might, 
talk about batters and try to restrict their their scoring areas, but also, you know, when you've got a player like Hasaranga, you don't worry too much about the opposition. It's more of a case of if you deliver your skill to the highest you're capable of, forget about what the batsman can and can't do. He's got to deal with you. He's got to deal with your strengths. And I think for the majority of the time, we're very much focused on what you know, Hasaranga's skills are and, and the batsman having to cope with them, if that makes sense, rather than worry too much about the batter. And because of his high level of skill, he came out on top most times. As a, a coach, when you're working with a player at that level, is it less technical and more, I guess, positive reinforcement to just pumping the players' tyres up a little bit? I think it's anything really. You know, it doesn't mean there weren't one or two technical things we might have discussed over the four weeks. Uh, we discussed one new delivery um, during the competition, which he seems quite like and actually bowled a couple of times quite successfully. But it's really, I mean, one of the things that I will always say to a player at the start of any tournament is what do you need from me what do you want from me maybe some do want to be videoed maybe you know particularly in that week leading up to the tournament starting in training it might want opportunities for one or two of them just to work on or, or, or tidy up a technique maybe it's the planning maybe it's the you know just be aware of where this batsman hits it or maybe you know for example or even the spinner or seeing your speeds down a little bit just be aware of that um so it's anything and, and but mostly i try to be guided by the player really because Maybe a player is different. Every player has different needs and wants. And so you try to just adjust your style or your coaching method to, to work with that player and what they need to try and get the best out of them, really. Now, for the second edition of the tournament, you've got the opportunity to work with uh, the Pakistan leg spinner, Shadab Khan. Have you had much to do with him? And, uh, and what are your impressions of, uh, uh, of what he does? You know, this will be the first tournament I've worked with him. I've been very lucky to work with many of the top spinners, but this is my first time with Shadow. And I obviously always admired him from afar. Uh, we actually signed him at Manchester Originals in the very first 100, and he wasn't able, wasn't able to come. So I'm looking forward to working with him. And I think that, again, what stands out for me is high level skill, the ability to spin the ball both ways, again, a brilliant Googling. And I think that's something, again, probably worth mentioning that's exciting for Shadow as well as Hasaranga is whilst the wickets didn't necessarily spin lots in this first uh, year of the tournament, if you're a high-quality bowler you know, with elite skill levels, you're able to adapt and still be very effective. And Hasaranga proved that. And you know everything I've seen about Shadab over the years in different tournaments, different you know, different conditions, he's still very, very effective, whether it's an inverted commas, spin-friendly wicket or not. You know, Excellent pace, great control. As I mentioned, the ability to spin the ball both ways. And, um, yeah, really, really excited. And, again, similar to Hasaranga, really, a fantastic all-round cricket too. Bats really well as an outstanding fielder. So, really, really excited that we have both of them on board. And, you know, no doubt they'll be giving one or two bats and some sleepers tonight. I was going to ask you about the fact that the two of them uh, will be in the same squad for the Desert Vipers. Do you think having two leg spinners in an 11 is possible? Will they complement each other? I'll definitely be in the head coach's and captain's ear. <laughs> to, to talk about that 100%. I mean, if you've got real, real qualities in the ball both ways, if you've got one, why wouldn't you have two? You know, they can bowl from either end. They can they can complement each other absolutely because there are different styles, different paces and, you know, perhaps even different trajectories. But, but even, you know, as I mentioned before, they're both high, high quality. And if you've got two guys doing that, you know, it just complements that bowling attack so well. And it gives the captain lots of options of what to, what to bowl when. And so the option, you know, if you've got two, the quality option to bowl in the power play as well. So, yeah, I, I, I would well expect us to, wherever possible, 
uh, playing together. Now, the tournament ended, the first edition, in uh, February of this year. What have you been up to since then? So, after we finished the competition and went straight back to my county, Lancashire, we actually, only a few days after returning back from the tournament, we had our pre-season training camp in Dubai. So, I was straight back out again to, to ICC training. Then we got back, obviously, had a pretty full county season. And obviously, I was also involved with Manchester Originals um, in the most recent 100, where, unfortunately... We lost in the final at Lords, second year in a row now losing in the final, similar to ILT French at the start of the year. But um, it's much better to be there and experience it. And if you keep getting to finals, you're obviously doing something right. So hopefully go on better next year. And of course, ahead of the inaugural ILT20, you had a successful time in the Abu Dhabi T10 competition. You were coaching the, the New York Strikers, who were runners-up to the Deccan Gladiators. Will you be back again for that tournament ahead of the ILT20 this time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, In fact, we were just with the uh, with the owner and captain, Karen Pollard, just been discussing and, and signing our um, pre-tournament uh, direct signings and retention. So keep an eye out for that. I think coming out very shortly. But yeah, so back out in Abu Dhabi. So again, looking at those conditions and learning more and more about that cricket in that side of the world and and actually I think one of the great advantages actually of the ILT 20 year one was the exposure of some domestic players so perhaps previously I wasn't quite as aware of some of the the players from UAE and their skill set and you know how they would fit into environments but watching this year's tournament during the Desert Vipers watching the opposition it's amazing um, some of the top top players we have in our side and, and throughout the, the tournament so when it comes to this year's T10, I'll be a lot clearer in top of top of players who are available. When it comes to the draft, I've got my eye on a few already. What are your impressions of the the Desert Vipers squad for season two, Carl? Obviously, Shadab Khan, Shaheen Shah Afridi, Azam Khan. They're the headline makers, I guess, because of uh, the fact that they've come in from, from Pakistan. There's Michael Jones from Durham, the Scotland top-order batter, Adam Hose of Worcestershire in the Northern Superchargers, and uh, Baz Delader, the Netherlands all-rounder as well. Some pretty impressive signings there. I mean, yeah, I've got to say, actually, no, I'm really excited, but sitting in the, in the dressing room at Lancashire Manchester Originals when our squad was announced, it's amazing how many people raise an eyebrow at the quality that we have, and everyone's already talking about us already. And obviously that comes with expectation of performance, but you know it's, it's nice that people are always looking at us and thinking what a strong side they are. A few headaches to the James Foster, Tom Moody, and 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 our captain to to sort of try and trying to fit those quality into eleven players. Um, I mean, some of the retentions we've made as well. I mean, a bit like Gus Atkinson has been so impressive for us, and obviously made his England debut. So we're really excited about the the additions. I mean, I've, I've worked with Shaheen before in the PSL, and I think. You know, no doubt his quality, but also he's a great team man, as I worked with Hazem a few times as well. And so we've got some really nice people joining the squad with undoubted quality. And I think that, you know, we did so well last year, made the final, couldn't quite get there. And it's pretty obvious that the management have made a statement this year to attract some of the best players in the world. We want, no doubt we want to go one step further and win the trophy this year. No doubt about that, I'd have thought. It's a question I've asked uh, a few people on the podcast as we move towards season two. But do you think the fact that the side's been able to sign Shaheen, Sharafridi, Azam Khan and, and Shadab Khan, does it give uh, the Desert Vipers a competitive advantage, given that no other team has signed Pakistan players? I think, the, obviously, you know, they're all Pakistan players, but the quality of the, the three individuals, I think, definitely gives us a, a step up from last year. You mentioned the, 
the two Jones and Delada also add some quality in their respective fields. But uh, yeah, I think that the quality of those three players is really, really exciting. And, you know, I can definitely see them making a significant impact. In, you know, and obviously they played a lot of cricket in the UAE, not only PSL, but domestic, some cricket for Pakistan as well and many of the tournaments. So they'll be absolutely you know, chomping at the bit to come and, and help us hopefully go one step further this year. So we're, yeah, again, really excited. Obviously players coming in, but the nature of franchise cricket is that players go out as well. And obviously from your perspective, the Desert Vipers have lost a couple of spinners from the season one squad. Jake Lintot's gone to... The Abu Dhabi Knight Riders, Mark Watt has gone to the Sharjah Warriors. Do you expect them to do well away from the Desert Vipers? Yeah, I mean, absolutely we do. You know, it's unfortunate we can't give every single player we've had in the squad. You know, you want to strengthen and develop. And the two lads didn't get a huge amount of opportunity last year. And that's a lot of that was down to the fact that, you know, we were performing so nicely. Obviously, Ronnie bowled beautifully. Some off spin for us as one of the local players. So he, you know, I would imagine he'd play and bowl again this year so successfully for us. Hasaranga again, bowled so nicely. And, and with spin not being so prominent, those two boys didn't get a huge opportunity. But we were obviously, you know, wish them all well for the, the best for the future. Not against the Vipers, obviously, but yeah, I'd expect them to go on and, and do it nicely. You know, they were real nice members of the squad. They certainly put their work in and helped out the team when they weren't playing. And I think it's fair that not getting an opportunity and it's not like they would get much of an opportunity this year that, you know, they go and join the team team where they might you know end up playing some far more game time than this year and you've got the opportunity as you've mentioned to work with uh, Rowan Mustafa in season one of the UAE and the young UAE off spinner Dhruv Parashar as well unfortunately yeah. he's not been retained for uh, season two but uh, I guess he's got the opportunity to to force his way back in through the the feeder tournament that's taking place in uh, in October what were your impressions of Dhruv? Yeah, again, Drew, a young, nice, nice young bowler. I think one of the things with a lot of the local players is they're really, really keen to to learn, develop their game. as was an opportunity to, you know, work with coaches and players from around the world with vast amounts of experience in the international and franchise game. And, and in that small window, even if they weren't playing, push their game forward. And Drew certainly had many conversations with me and even the other coaches and players about his bowling and, and developing that and developing variations. They're all very aware that spin bowling needs you know quality variations they were very keen keen to develop that and again same with Ronnie Ronnie from 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 the first day really was very keen to discuss his bowling some technical aspects but really tactical I'd say with Ronnie and you know really really embrace what we talked about and again I thought he was an outstanding force with that ball in the field and a, and a really important part of our squad that it's great that we've managed to retain him well, every squad has strengthened, uh, not just the Desert Vipers. You look at the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders. David Willey's been added to uh, their mix that uh, already includes the likes of uh, Andre Russell and Sonny on the Rhine. The Dubai Capitals, they've retained Joe Root and they've added uh, Sam Billings, who was with the Vipers in, the, in Season 1. David Warner and Mark Wood are there as well. Golf Giants, they've retained that batting core of, of Chris Lynn, Shimron Hetmeyer and James Vince. MI Emirates, they've kept Kyron Pollard, Dwayne Bravo, uh, Trent Bolt, Nicholas Puran uh, in their squad. And they've also got Corey Anderson and the pace of Odin Smith. And then Sharjah Warriors, 
Mahish Thikshana, who I'm sure you'll be keeping an eye out for, the Sri Lankan mystery spinner, Case Ahmed mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Afghanistan. They've got Chris Soule as well, the Scottish, Scotland fast bowler, and Martin Guttel too. It's going to be, if anything, an even tougher assignment for the Vipers uh, in Season 2 to get through to the final, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And that's obviously one of the reasons why we were keen to, to strengthen our squad. If you look at, it was obvious many of the teams were going to strengthen theirs and trying to attract some top players. And as you rightly mentioned, some of the names there and some of them perhaps not even mentioned. There is definitely an increase in quality throughout the tournament this year. I'd expect to be some tough cricket. So good that we've been able to really develop and, and add some quality in our squad because we don't want to be, you know, let us catch up. So we're staying ahead of the game and hopefully we'll be an even tougher, tougher competitor to play against this year. And just finally, Carl, season two, it's uh, heading towards us rapidly. What are you looking forward to most of all? You know, I definitely think that getting back together with the group, you know, very quickly trying to get that camaraderie and team spirit together. You know, I thought led brilliantly by the management. Um, you know, some nice, you know, first week building up to the game, some off-field, get together some social gatherings to get the group together again. I think that, you know, one of the team, one of the, the main, um, I think, strengths was in the group actually last year. I think getting back together and, you know, and players uh, rebuilding those relationships very quickly. I really enjoyed working with all the members of the, the coaching and support staff. Tom Moody is obviously very, very experienced. I think he's got together a fantastic group of people. So looking forward to, you know, joining up again before you know it. We'll be here and, you know, we've really got the bit between that seat to to go on and, you know, and, and perform really, really well again this year too. And can the Vipers do it this time? Have to have to believe that. I mean, you know, every team should believe they can win it going into the tournament, and uh, you know, we definitely do. Carl Crow, the Desert Vipers spin bowling coach, with some terrific insights into his role and the role of spin more generally in the DP World ILT Twenty. And that's your lot for another episode. If you have any comments on the podcast, then please feel free to get in touch with us at media at thedesertvipers.com. That's media at thedesertvipers.com. And remember, you can follow the team and get all the latest news as the build-up to Season 2 continues by hunting up the Desert Vipers on all the major social media channels and by visiting the website thedesertvipers.com. We'll be back with more Desert Vipers chat soon, but for now, this is Brian Murgatroyd, and as ever, thanks so much for listening.